You're listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll also get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments to help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us for this Fayetteville 411. I'm Gab McRoberts. And I'm Sherry Kropp, and we're your host for the podcast. The Fayetteville 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fayetteville, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fayetteville. And today we have two very special guests. We have Heidi Bleasy and Catherine Linton, who are historians from the Fayetteville History Museum. Now, I want to start. Um, welcome to the city, Catherine. I know you just joined us. Just just seems recent. Yes, I joined the museum at the beginning of October, so I've been here a few months. I'm excited uh, to join uh, the staff at the Transportation and Local History Museum. Excellent. Now, um, Heidi, for the people who haven't visited the museum before, tell me a little bit what people can see when they come to the museum. Sure. We, we like to couch our, our museum as kind of the hub of history, and especially in downtown Fayetteville. And um, one of the things that's so fascinating about Fayetteville's history is it's rich and it's diverse. And, and one of my favorite things that Catherine's been able to dive in with us, is, aspects about the museum, is that we're constantly rotating exhibits. We're always kind of taking a deeper look into specific topics about Fayetteville's history and packaging them um, a very Topically, and uh, it allows uh, visitors to learn a wide variety of things about Fayetteville, but very in-depth look. Um, and that's an exciting challenge. Uh, each new topic we choose to present or to develop an exhibit around offers an opportunity to um, take a, a deeper look at Fayetteville and discover new people. And it's really about the stories that happened here that, uh, that made an impact on the community. And then in addition to the main museum, you do have an annex right next door that has some, some great exhibits in there. Correct. We have so much history to tell. We've expanded to that annex, and a major focus of that is our fire department history. Fayetteville has a bit of a nasty history with fires, um, especially in the 19th century, and we have two fire engines. The annex allows us to have some pretty big artifacts on display for folks to see. That was fun. I remember when uh, the fire department d donated their uh, antique, was it? 1920, 21 La France. Yeah, the um, La France. I was going to say La French. I knew it was something like that. But that was so neat to watch when they, they did a, like a little mini parade coming down to give a, a, a fond farewell as they donated it to the museum. So it's really neat to see what you guys have done over at the annex to kind of show that history there and kind of tell Fayetteville's story there. Yeah, we did a fun Christmas display with a 31 Ford, uh, too. So that was kind of a neat, neat uh, thing. You always have some cool exhibits in there. I love going in there to look at all of the, the historical photos, the black and whites and things like that. Um, but now with it being Black History Month uh, for the month of February, I know you've got some special exhibits at the museum. Catherine, talk about those. Yes, so we have a long-standing exhibit on African-American medical professionals that has been up since last year's Black History Month, and we are leaving it up through this year's Black History Month. So that is on the first floor of the museum. Um, and continuing that theme of black professionals in the history of Fayetteville, we are featuring this year's Black History Month exhibit on architects and builders from Fayetteville. Uh, the time period focus of this exhibit is um, architects 
Saxon builders from the antebellum period to the early 20th century. Um, and we feature many different architects and builders in this exhibit that um, have been integral to the built uh, environment of our city here in Fayetteville. And our goal with this exhibit is to awaken the interest in preservation of surviving structures that are attributed to black artisans in our community. Uh, many buildings built by black architects and builders in Fayetteville don't survive today. However, many that do survive are recognized by the National Register of Historic Places, as well as by uh, local and state historic preservation commissions. Uh, so this exhibit is sort of a call for people to recognize the legacy of black artisans that surrounds us in our community and uh, pay attention to the built environment of our city and appreciate the artistry um, of these architects and builders and the work that they did um, without modern building methods and tools. It's very impressive. Um, so we have a few different architects and builders that we feature in this, this exhibit, but we'll talk about a few um, specific ones today on the podcast. And uh, some of the buildings that are downtown, what are some of those that, you know, we can visually see? And sure. Um, one of the buildings you can see downtown um, that is attributed to black architects and builders is the work of um, James W. Waddell. Um, he was known as Fayetteville's master contractor and builder in the early 20th century. Uh, the Husk Hardware House, which is now Husk Hardware Restaurant and Brewery, is his work as well as the uh, 1915 S.H. Cress and Company department store, which is now Lumbee Guarantee Bank. Um, so you can see those walking around downtown and imagine what they would have looked like about 100 years ago. And, and I also understand like the, uh, the Orange Street School, that's also was built by uh, Mr. Waddell as well. Yes, the Orange Street School was also built uh, around 1915. It is now the Orange Street School Restoration and Historical Association. Uh, it's listed on the National Register of Historic Places, and it's believed to be the oldest public education structure in Fayetteville um, for white and black students alike. Um, it housed students that would eventually go to E.E. E. Smith High School in the 40s. Um, so when it was built, it was originally an elementary school on the first floor and the high school students on the second floor. Um, it's a neoclassical building and it looks pretty unassuming today, but it was a huge step at the time in the right direction for black education in North Carolina, as many black schools at that time were one, um, you know, wooden A-frame structures, one-frame structures with not many rooms um, to have separate classes um, for different age groups, and they really lacked um, proper facilities and resources for education. So this school was um, huge at the time for Black education in our area, um, and it is a lasting legacy today. And it's very important to um, preserve these structures so that we can learn about that history and how it's impacted our community. And, and you know, I think that's why I love going and seeing these special exhibits because you learn something new every time you go. I mean, you could have been to the, I mean, I've been to the museum a bunch of times in the, over the years, uh, been in the community, living here in Fable since 2002. And there's always something new that I'm learning. And I know that one of the things that the museum loves to do is tours. Um, and I, I, I seem to recall a couple of years ago, uh, we'd offer black history tours, especially for this time of year, um, for black history month in honor of everything's going on. Is COVID having an impact on that? Are we seeing that uh, we're not able to do that like 
we have been able to in the past. Correct. Um, we have, um, we're open to the public, uh, our regular hours, you know, so practicing social distancing and masks. But in tours, uh, in terms of tours, uh, we are not offering right now the bus tours that we have done in the past. We have a few downtown walking tours where our patrons can social distance uh, as we travel through the downtown area. But um, we hope to bring those back. And specifically um, for uh, our African-American uh, bus tours that we do as a focus point of our specific topics. Um, so for this one, hopefully we can, because this exhibit is up for a year, um, take people to see the buildings like Catherine is talking about, because it really makes the connections. When you are looking at Orange Street School, again, this unassuming building that kind of looks old, how can we, how can we best use this now? Because it was so pivotal then. Um, you know, you walk in those doors and hanging right above as you walk into uh, the main entrance is this amazing quote by uh, Charles Waddell Chestnut, who we've featured in a number of past exhibits. And it brings about this, uh, it, it ties so much of our history together because education, particularly coming out of the Civil War and emancipation, was so pivotal. And Fayetteville did it so well. We have the legacy of the Howard School, which has become uh, Fayetteville State University today, and Charles Chestnut is so pivotal as the second principal, uh, an amazing educator who goes on to become a very pivotal writer. And you take that to the next level and realize that the second floor was the beginning of E.E. E. Smith High School. And Everybody in our community should should know about uh, Dr. E.E. E. Smith and this multifaceted man who is probably the most inspirational educator our community has ever seen, but he was also a soldier. He was also an ambassador to Liberia, and so how multifaceted this is. So a simple exploration and visit of Orange Street School takes us on this journey into multifaceted Fayetteville history. And, and that's what the tours just are, that augmentation of the exhibit. Um, you're just going to, we're going to put your feet on the ground at these places where these people walked, worked, learned, and, and that's so much what we do. I just can't get any more excited about it. <laughs> And I, I think that's what I love about when you go to those historic buildings and you kind of walk through and you can just feel the history and the bones of the building. Yeah. Uh, and you like you put your hands on the bricks and you, and you wonder who else has passed through here. And it just really brings you brings it alive in the imagination uh, that time period and kind of puts you into, into that place and kind of helps you have a greater appreciation of what happened during that time. In addition to the special exhibits that you have on display for Black History Month, once those are gone, there are so many other exhibits in the uh, museum that feature African-American notables in our community that stay year-round. That's right, and, and some of the new ones that we've put in this fall, this past fall, just before Catherine arrived, we put in an education exhibit, and we knew that was going to be chock full of uh, African Americans, and the Orange Street School is featured, E. e. Smith is featured, but one of the people that we featured in that broad topic of Fables History of Education was Ruby Murchison, um, National Teacher of the Year, and unfortunately, Miss Murchison passed away this month, mm -hmm. and as 
as we were listening to the tributes coming through the, the newspaper and online, um, it was uh, revisiting. I actually went down and looked at her picture again um, and sort of brought uh, to life that that uh, she is a key component of not just African-American history, but the story of the entire fabric of this community. She touched so many lives. Um, our baseball exhibit, we got this great baseball that is, is, is uh, uh, part of our downtown experience again. And um, uh, Alex McIntyre, who grew up on Mechanic Street, was a star pitcher uh, for the State Normal School team. And he's a, he's a feature of our broad topic of baseball, alongside Babe Ruth and the Woodpeckers <laughs> uniform that we have. And so World War I, the same thing. Railroading history, the same thing. Samuel Dees uh, worked for ACL. I know you guys had to close temporarily because of COVID. You're open now. So when somebody comes in, what can they expect? And what are your museum hours? Sure. The museum is open Tuesday through Saturday, uh, 10 to 4. Uh, and that's a fairly traditional thing. We come in, we do have you uh, sign in. Everybody, the kids, everybody gets to sign in. We do uh, require masks and practice social distancing. We have hand sanitizer. A few of our touch exhibits, you know, um, are, are not available, uh, and we hope to open that up soon. But we've got uh, uh, virtually the same experience um, uh, that, that you would have had pre-COVID, and we're excited. We are constantly, we've opened. And this will be our third exhibit we've opened since COVID. And so we continue to plug along and are continuing to present topics um, to the public. In addition to your hours, what, what's the cost uh, for when you come into the museum? Sure. And that's one of the, the best things about the museum, too, is admission is free. Um, when we don't charge for, you know, entrance in the museum. Our bus tours have a minimal fee that Parks and Rec charges. They're usually like three or five dollars a person to go on those bus tours. So we hope to get those back up and running as soon as it's safe to. But come on in. We're free. The annex as well is free. Um, and so we'll, we're right there for you. And unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. It's <laughs> about that time. But I want to thank you, Heidi. And I want to thank you, Catherine, for coming on and sharing these great stories. And we look forward to having you come back on the show. Thank you for joining us. This is going to wrap up this episode of the Fable 411. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable, the City of Fable's podcast channel, as we provide shows like this and other timely and informative updates every week. You can subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fade TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can also view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.